This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone and a reaction of the Orange Bowl. Not an instant reaction because it's been a couple of days. We let it sink in and digest. Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone. Kind enough to join me. Evan, this game probably was Michigan's nightmare. Everything that happened from the beginning to the end was not what they expected, not what they had planned. They thought this thing was going to be a lot closer, and instead, Georgia came out there and just they, – they lived up to the stereotype. They showed SEC dominance from start to finish. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird only because – now, listen, we're, we're obviously jaded because where we live, a Michigan fan, but it really seemed like Michigan matched up well against Georgia. But that was really only based off of how they played against Alabama – and any team that wants to compare themselves to Alabama needs to go back and look in the mirror and realize that they're not Alabama. And when push came to shove, I mean, Michigan's offensive line, who had done so well all season long, was just confused out there. From the opening kickoff, you saw the Michigan players, when they went to go you know, shake hands at the coin toss, like not even looking at the Georgia guys. When they entered the field, it was weird. Like, Aiden Hutchinson was, like, looking all around like he had never played a football game before. It was like Rudy when he first took the field. Like, I can't believe I'm out here. That's just the way that I saw it. You know what I mean? Looking around like that seemed like, wow, I can't believe we're here type deal. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it was. But I kept telling people, it's a different animal. It's not the same. And unless you've been there it's not what you think it is, and Michigan found that out. Unfortunately, it was a hard lesson. It was hard because Georgia came out there, and they looked at Michigan as if you're the team standing in my way. Michigan, as you stated so eloquently, they were kind of, wow, so this is the playoffs. You know, let's take some photos. Let's get some selfies. We're here. And before you really sat down and got everything ready, boom. It's 14 nothing, and the second they got that, because I, I, I said whoever scores, <laughs> whoever gets ahead by two touch, by double-digit points wins this thing. I thought for Michigan to get this thing done, they had to attack the Georgia secondary. It is the weakest link that they have. Their front seven, phenomenal. The back four, ooh, it's basically how Alabama beat them. Most teams couldn't get to the back four. That's why they won games. This isn't the best Georgia team I've ever seen, by far. But 
the front seven made up for all those deficiencies. I told you. I thought Michigan should come out, throw a flea flicker. If they got the ball, if they if they won the, the coin toss, take the ball, throw a flea flicker, attack, attack, attack. Well, they deferred, but it was funny because they did try to throw the flea flicker. It didn't work. And then they tried to run some plays that, frankly, Evan, it took too long to develop. And Georgia's defense is just too good. I remember it was one particular play. Uh, they were down in the Georgia red zone, and it looked as if they can they can get back on the board. And instead, it ended up, I think, being a field goal that they kicked because they tried to run this little fake reverse, double reverse, where the quarterback, Kate keeps the ball. And he turns around, and there's two Georgia linebackers just looking at him like, son, this isn't the Big Ten. You're not in Indiana, okay? You're playing Georgia. You got to do better than this. Yeah, so that play was the, it was actually the exact same play that they ran against Ohio State, but they had a different wrinkle where he went to the outside to hand it off to a running back inside fake to a wide receiver. And then whatever he was trying to do, I don't know if he was looking for a tight end, but it was going to be a pass and stay in Cade's hands. But it almost right. seemed like Michigan – prepared only on what had gotten them there, not to improve on what got you there and add new wrinkles. I mean, Georgia saw what they were doing out of formations, and they didn't show any wrinkles out of those formations. You know, there was the one play that everybody's talking about where N'Kobe Dean literally saw A.J. Henning at the end of the line, was like, he's moving, he's moving, and he just ran him down. And that's what I mean by putting in wrinkles out of those sets so you're not predictable. And, and that's what they were. But, I mean, Michigan kind of set themselves up for it, right? Getting off the bus, wearing sunglasses and the in the jumpsuits. You got your offensive yeah, alignment. I, I, I have no idea what that was. Run that the was damn ridiculous. ball, T-shirts. And, and I used this um, last week while you were gone, Rico, and I, and I told people that, you know, without pun being intended here, that this was a bunch of angry dogs looking for their next meal. And their next meal was Alabama in Indianapolis. Yep. And the only yep. way they could get that was beating Michigan. And they did it in the first half, Rico. That game was over at halftime. Not only was the game over at halftime, Georgia made a mistake at the half. They, it could have been worse, Evan. That, that Georgia could have went up by another touchdown. Michigan turns the ball over at midfield. Georgia gets it with 50 seconds to go. And Stetson Bennett kind of just – I don't know, had a brain cramp, and between him and Kirby Smart, they didn't take advantage of that little thing right there. But, yeah, going into that, you, you could have saw like a 34-3 to halftime score. Instead, it was 27-3, to but it was over. They, now, at that point in the second half, um, Georgia kind of called off the dogs. It, Yeah, okay, well, let's yeah, start I mean, preparing for Alabama because we got this thing intact. Well, they had, what, two guys leave because of targeting. So you're like, okay, we need to get these guys off the field because we can't right. have that happen again. And it's interesting that you brought that up about Kirby Smart because the way that I saw it and I'm watching it, and I'm like, why is he – like, dude, you're calling run plays. Like, those aren't pass plays you're calling. I thought right. he did it all for theatrics. Like, he was never trying to score there, and he was trying to do it like – Showing, like, I still want to score points. I thought it was all theatrics is what I thought with it. But it was just – it was also weird with Michigan how they gave up on plays. Like, listen, I know that interception where he threw the ball to Roman Wilson probably should have been pass interference. But there was a couple calls on Michigan that didn't go – that weren't called at all with pass interference. And the Dalen Baldwin, like, just peeling off his route was very weird. Green just stopping while he's covering the guy when he is on number four. Like, he is on him. 
and he just right. Stopped. It was almost like yeah, it's like he heard the whistle being blown, and he just stopped running. I was like, what? What are you doing? And that was just so it, weird. I thought I thought they also got away from Haskins way too early. No, no, no. I don't think they got away from Haskins. But as I told you, this game to me, and I, you know, you can tell that. Georgia was in contact with Mel Tucker because they did a lot of things that Michigan State did against Michigan, except for they did it better. Oh, yeah, better athletes. They sh- they they said, you're not going to run the ball on us. We'll give up the pass. You're not going to run. They made an effort that those two running backs between Haskins and and, and Haskins and Corum, yeah, you want to guess how many total yards they had, Evan? 55. Nope. Too high. <laughs> oh, man, 45. 40. 45. Jeez, man. And then they had four they had happened? 45 total yards and Donovan Edwards kicked in an extra 16 yards. What happens to Corum in these big games where he just plays flat? It's weird, right? Like almost like he's overconfident in his own skill set. Now he's a very 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 good player. Do not get me wrong. But when you're a good player playing against great players, like things really even out quickly, don't they? They do. Because what happens is you know, when when you say you're not going to stop the run and you stack the line, he, you know, he's one of those bull rushers. I'm just going to go straight through you. You can't go through eight people. And that's when they say, if you throw the ball, you'll beat us in the passing game, but you're not going to run it. Now, Coram gets it when you start spreading things out and you only got, you know, six guys rushing the passer and the other five dropping back in coverage, he's going to find the open hole. But when you start filling up that line, you nullify the Michigan run game. They don't have that elusive type back, and that's what you saw. Georgia begged them, said, if you throw it, you may have a chance, but you're not going to run it. And to me, what I saw was Georgia, and I talked about this on the show, Kirby Smart and Georgia had a plan to beat Michigan. Yep. Michigan, Michigan came out there saying, you know what? We saw how you played against Alabama. You stink. You haven't played a good schedule. You haven't played anybody like us. We have the assistant coaches of the year. We got the coach of the year. You know, we got the offensive line of the year. Yeah, kind of backfired on them because they were all – everybody in Georgia was pissed about all those awards. You know what I mean? That yeah. only added fuel to the fire. Yeah, we got Aiden Hutchinson, and your guy didn't make it to the Heisman. Michigan got went into that game fat and sassy, and you saw it. They didn't have any new wrinkles where Georgia comes out, and they're doing plays, and you're like, whoa. I've watched Georgia play this year. Unlike most people who only saw them against Alabama, I've watched them. And when I'm looking like, you've got to be kidding me. What What is going on? Brock Bowers, they're moving him around. The big t- tight end, the freshman tight end, his touchdown, wide open. How do you not know where the best player, best receiver on the field is? That's what got me. That's what had me scratching my head. Like, man, Georgia's not playing today. Georgia heard for a month how much they stink. And unfortunately, Michigan heard how great that they were. And people saying, well, I think you have a chance against this. Vegas, <coughs> excuse me, Vegas, <coughs> Vegas never moved from that line. Vegas stayed and said, nah, we believe that Georgia's going to win that game handily. And they did. Michigan was not prepared, Evan. There's no other way to put it. They had no, <coughs> by the time they tried to run their trick plays it was too late and the plays took too long to develop that's an sec defense that's the number one defense on the other side of the ball your offensive line wasn't as good as we thought 
Your offensive line was Big Ten good. Yep. It wasn't elite good. You know what it was, Rico? It was, it was a duplicate of the basketball season where we all thought the Big Ten was the super conference. And then when they played somebody else, you found out very fast that, okay, maybe we were thumping our chest a little bit too hard. And I also wonder how much that goes into play with, like, so these awards come out. They all have to do interviews. They all hear about how great they are. Aiden Hutchinson was everywhere from Michigan to New York to the Ryzen show to, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was doing, or Eisen show, he was doing everything and hearing about how great he is. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Aiden Hutchinson because he had a fabulous season, but it, it makes you think for a second. When you are that big of a play disruptor, when you are that big of, I mean, second in the Heisman, you should be noticed out there. He was really only noticed on that one play where Georgia had three wide to the very short side of the field, and they ran a screen to Bowers, and Hutchinson read it well, and he peeled off and tackled him. But other right. than that, I mean, he was nowhere to be found. Daxton Hill, like, it almost, if he did have COVID, it showed because he wasn't, I mean, he was out there, but he wasn't doing anything. And that whole thing, I wonder if we'll ever get the real story on that. You think we will? No, we never got the story on. We never got the story on the whole Jeff Jackson no, car crashing type thing. We never got the whole story on whether Jabril Peppers skipped the game or what. So, no, it's Michigan. You'll never find out what really happened. They have a nice way of burying the, the, the truth. Yeah, now, well, I'm, and look at what's going on with that. You know, the statue in front, that's kind of disappeared too for them. Yeah. So that's just what Michigan does. The other thing that I, I did have a, a, a problem with, and maybe it's me, but Evan, I still don't understand what is it about Michigan that they just can't embrace Kay McNamara. I, it bothers this the kid, heck out of me. But I mean, Rico, he all Jim. This is just Jim Harbaugh. Is that all, all? All it is because he's looking for the shiny new toy. The year after Wilton Spate, he led him to like a ten win season, right? And he came back. And Harbaugh was still noncommittal, whether it was him or John O'Corn. And it was like, what are you talking about? But then this year, yeah. he names Cade the starter right off the rip. It's just so weird because Cade got you there, and then you pulled him in the third for a guy that wasn't doing anything special at all. If anything, J.J. was out there trying to get himself hurt with some of these hits. J.J. finished with me of J.J. McCart- or um, Dylan McCaffrey. Yeah, J.J. finished 7 of 17 for 131 yards and a touchdown, but that was against mostly the Georgia second-team players, third-team players, when they scored the touchdown. Cade has gotten you. He he beat Ohio State. He got you to the Big Ten title game. You won the Big Ten title game. You won 12 games under him, and yet I'm still hearing, but next year in the spring, it's going to be a quarterback battle. I don't know any other team that this is this makes sense to. Like That's like saying Mel Tucker's going to have to have open – Open competition for quarterback next year. Now it's Peyton Thorne's job. I don't think any Spartan fan wants to see competition because you got something. But Michigan always wanted to shine your new toy. If you make that switch, man, it 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 better be he better be the guy. Because I think once you make the switch, Kate's gone. Yeah. In the transfer report, you saw Caleb uh Williams from Oklahoma. He got the job. I thought he was safe, but apparently he didn't want to be at Oklahoma anymore. Quarterbacks are now leaving and finding places where they're wanted, and I, I think Harbaugh knows he's going to lose one. And he's going to try and drag his feet. I don't think you can do what you did again this year. You got to pick one, and 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 if it's JJ, 
you know, God bless you, because I remember last year at this time, at the beginning of the season, we were all told it was Joe Milton. Joe Milton was the guy, and then he wasn't. And now Cade, who actually won something for you, people don't want him there. They want J.J. McCarthy. I hope he's everything that you think he's going to be because I don't give up the bird in the hand for the two in the bush. Yeah, and it's before, you know, people want to reply to this podcast and say, well, look what Alabama did. They put two in over J. That's Alabama, and they won. It's not like J.J. led him back to this unbelievable comeback and made the game close. No, he didn't do much that was special. There was the one play where he escaped pressure, and it's nice and all, but I I really feel you got to stick with the guy that got you there. And if J.J.'s yeah. not okay with that, then I don't I don't know what to tell you. Then you're not a team guy. But from everything that I've heard is that they embrace each other and they root for each other. But how long does that last? Because J.J.'s a highly recruited five-star kid that could probably right. go to any school he wanted and chose Michigan. But I don't think he chose to sit on the bench or play 10 snaps a game. You know what no, I mean? And, K- and it's not like K was a slouch. And he, I mean, he's winning. I mean, what, what are you saying? He was saying? a big-time recruit out of, uh, what, Reno, Nevada? And everybody told us right. that he was the next guy. And look at he is the next guy. He is the one that led him to the promised land. You know, there was how many quarterbacks over the last 17 years have we seen? Probably 30, give or take. And he's the one. Out of everybody, Cade McNamara was the one. Now, don't get me wrong. Your running game was phenomenal. And it's not like he lit the world on fire with passing yards or anything like that. I was looking this morning at stats, and I think um, Cornelius Johnson led the team in receiving with like 600 yards, 680 yards. And then, you know, people talk about – about the fact that, like, um, you know, Andrew Anthony is coming on, and then you look at his stats, and he had 280 yards for the season, and 90 of those came on one reception. Right. And Well, he really didn't play until the Michigan State game. So next year, it's going to be interesting to see who they give the ball to, who's going to be the quarterback, because you're going to lose one. Now you got a nice little core. You've got Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum coming back. you you got Ronnie Bell coming back along with Andrew Anthony. I think Eric All said he's going to be back. Yeah, he announced yesterday, Eric All. Here's what's going to happen. It's gonna, I think it's going to be the exact opposite of this year where I think Michigan's offense is going to be the bell cow of the team. The Michigan offense is going to be you know, the thing that has to lead the team because the defense is going to take a hit back. You're probably going to have Daxton Hill going pro. Aiden Hutchinson's probably going to leave to go pro. Yeah, he hi- Aiden a- Hutchinson hired an agent. Ajabo is the yeah. one that we really haven't heard from that will be interested I think to hear if, from. I think if you're Ajabo, at first I thought, okay, you need to come back to improve yourself. But Mike uh, Lenny made a great point on the show. That means he's going to get double and triple team next year because there may not be somebody on the other side of the ball. And let's face it, he's got a tough decision because he only played half the game. Michigan didn't even put him in the game when it was running plays because I was looking at his at his uh, snap count, and you know everybody else is you know Aiden is up in like the forty six or fifty snaps, he was at twenty three. Like, did he get hurt? Did I miss that? No, they did not put him in the game when it was running plays. I don't know if he comes back. I, right now, I think his stock may be as high as it's going to get. Yep. I mean, and coming maybe into the he year, takes off and leaves. nobody knew who he was coming into the year. And when you make no. a name for yourself like that, and I do think Mike's right, because when you have Aiden Hutchinson on the other side, you have to pick and choose who you want to stop, right? And more times than none, they were looking to stop Aiden Hutchinson. And David Ajabo got in there. And I mean, 
Also, it, it would be smart for him because, I mean, what was he saying? Something like his family, the first time they ever saw him play football was at the Big Ten title game. You know, yeah. I think his brother came to that game in Miami. And if you have a chance to support your family, go for it, right? Because I do yeah. believe his intangibles, when he goes to the combine, he'll run well, he'll jump well, he'll do all of that stuff well. That should keep him in the first to second round range when you're looking for an edge rusher. Now, do I think he is going to be very, very productive in the NFL? I'm not very sure. You look at, like, Quiddy Pay, who I would really compare him to, being a former Michigan athlete. And right. Quiddy Pay is he's playing nice for the Colts, but he's not setting the world on fire. You know what I mean? Like, if we didn't live here in the state of Michigan, I probably wouldn't know who he is on the Colts. But, I mean, he is on an NFL roster making big-time bucks, and he's contributing to a team that's looking to make the playoffs. And... I don't think you could ever take that from a kid, right? And coming back, I think you guys are right that he hurts his stock because if he doesn't have another double-digit sack season, then people will look at it and say, "Were you only benefiting because of who else was on your team?" And that's what and that's what it looks like. So we're gonna find out what's gonna happen with the defense. I think it's going to take a step backwards because I don't think you're gonna have that same pass rush again. The offense, I think, is gonna be very good. I don't think it's going to be Ohio State good, but I think the offense will carry the team next year. I'm just interested to see how long this quarterback shuffle is going to last and, you know, when Kate is going to just finally say, screw it, I'm out of here, I'm hitting the portal. Because, Evan, I think the handwriting's on the wall. He's not getting the job next year. He deserved it. He should have it. But everything in my body tells me he's not going to be the guy and maybe Harbaugh tries to string this thing out until, like, the first game of the year to keep both guys happy and engaged. But if I'm him, I just pick the starter and let the other guy leave and go find some greener pasture someplace else. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And it's just – it's going to bother me so much because Cade is the one that got him to that Big Ten title. And it's like those sacks weren't necessarily his fault. I don't even no. think the interceptions were his fault. I think no, the but unfortunately, staff put him in bad positions. You can't. It's a, it's a Michigan thing that either you blame the coach or you blame the quarterback. That's the fault. You're never going to blame Harbaugh, so because he beat Ohio State. You're going to blame K because JJ, the backup QB, is always the better guy in people's minds because he can do no wrong. He can walk on water until he becomes the guy. And then you realize, oh, well, maybe he's not that special. And then you know what you do? You start clamoring for the next backup QB. So, yeah. And I guess my, my only question about that is if J.J. was really the guy, then why wasn't he already starting? You know what I mean? Like, they have plenty of practices. Bingo. Right there. There you go. And like, you get a bell. You know, like Doug Karsh has told me plenty of times, like, when a guy isn't playing, there's a reason he's not playing. And most times those reasons happen in practice, which we can't see. But Jim Harbaugh, listen, we can say all we want about him, but he is a smart guy when it comes to football. If he believed that J.J. was the better chance for them to win, there's no doubt in my mind he would have started that game. Evan, I'm totally with you, but for some reason he he he's not, but they're still leaving the door open that it's going to be his team. So we'll figure out how this thing goes. It'll be an interesting spring to see what happens to Michigan football and who ends up getting that job. But, yeah, the offense should be really good for Michigan. You saw, you know, it was it was J.J., it was um, Anthony, and it was Donovan Edwards hanging out watching, you know, the cel Georgia celebration. And people are like, oh, see, they're going to get fired up. They know what it takes. 
Yeah, and no, it doesn't always work out that way because I remember watching Lavelle Blanchard back in 2000, watch the Michigan State ceremony. Didn't help him at all in his basketball career in Michigan, but he watched the whole celebration. He watched everything. So sometimes it, it makes for a great story to fire you up for the next year, but there is no guarantee you're going to make it back. There's a lot of one and dones when it came, comes to the playoffs, and I think next year Ohio State's going to be back to the top. I mean, you saw the Rose Bowl game in which everybody said they didn't want to be there. If that's Ohio State disengaged and not caring, know. oh, boy. Oh, boy. And Smith and Jigba, I mean, what Utah yeah. was doing, how you don't double that guy once he hits 200 yards, once he hits 250 yards, once he hits 300 yards. I mean, yeah. he, he went for 347. That is ridiculous, man. Like, no player should be able to do that in a bowl game where they're both, what, top 10 teams? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was crazy to me to watch that. And and they were down 14, and they kept fighting, and they kept coming back. Now, granted, Utah's quarterback, when he goes out, that changes things drastically. But, I mean, they still had to score those points on the offensive end, and, and boy, did Stroud deliver. And you got to imagine he's only going to get better. And that, that's a scary thing for the foes in the Big Ten East. Yeah, it is. So, all right, Evan, you got any questions for me? Yes, I do, and I have to ask it. Who's going to win the national title? I think Georgia. Really? It's hard, to beat a, it's hard to beat a team a second time. This is not vintage Georgia. This is not vintage Alabama. It is not. Georgia, Georgia and Alabama, I think the talent level is about the same. There's some places, I think defensively, Bama has the edge. Uh, quarterback, I'll give to Alabama, but this comes down to can Kirby Smart outcoach Nick Saban? And I think if Kirby just doesn't out try to do anything special and doesn't try to outdo himself, I think that Georgia gets the title over Alabama. This Bama team, they're not that good. Now, I know they beat Georgia, but I think that's simply because they needed that game. Georgia simply wanted the SEC title. Georgia was already in. Alabama had to win in order to stay in the playoffs. They did that. They got the number one thing. They beat Cincinnati, but I'm watching them play Cincinnati, and I, I'm saying the whole time, Cincinnati, Cincinnati was kind of in awe too, like Michigan. Mm -hmm. If Cincinnati had been there before, I think Cincinnati makes that a closer game. But they kind of were looking around and – taking selfies and like, ooh, look at this. It's so cool to be here. And Alabama had been there before. Hell, they, I mean, this is what their eighth time, eighth, I think. Yeah, their like eighth that. time. So, yeah, it, it's ingrained. It's taught. And so, yeah, I think Georgia. And then I look at what Kirby Smart did at the end of the game when he admonished his players by saying, don't you even think about giving me a Gatorade bag. Which was awesome. Not, I loved it. We're not done. We're not here to beat Michigan. We're expected to beat Michigan. We're here to win a title. You want to give me one? Give me one at the end of that game. But right now, put it down. I'm disappointed that you even thought that this was appropriate. Yeah, he went off on them. And also, Rico, I just want to remind you, make sure you text Mel Tucker happy birthday today as it is his 50th oh, birthday. Oh, see, that's what I was going to see. Man, I was going to hit you with that. But, Evan, you're too smart. <laughs> you're smarter than I am. What can I say? And we'll be back uh, with another episode this week, right, Rico? Because I think there's a big yeah. basketball game going on this weekend. Well, there's a basketball game. I don't think it's a big basketball game because, um, yeah. We'll get into it. I don't think it's it. a big game. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll it. talk about it. So, yeah.
we'll get into it later on and later on in this week but thanks for listening evan you're, you're good you got any uh trivia question or anything like that anything other than ask me who's gonna win the game no wrap it up no i'm pretty good and also i, I watched uh, ghostbusters finally phenomenal if you like the first two, you'll love this one. Yeah, I saw the uh, Matrix. It makes you appreciate the first three a lot because this one, I don't really know what the the Wachowski, well, I guess, sister now, now that they had the sex change, I don't know what she was trying to do. It was confusing. It was head-scratching. And for the first 45 minutes, you're wondering, is this actually the movie, or are they doing a parody of the movie? <laughs> All right, I'm going to watch it. Evan, it was, watch it on HBO Max. Do not go to the theater. No, oh, I won't do that. I can guarantee because you're, you that. You're, no, you're going to have to rewind it about 20 times to be like, oh, okay, what, what, wait, what just happened here? Wait, who is this guy? Why, is, why are they saying that? So it was a lot of cool hat tips to the original movies. But, yeah, somebody probably could have spent 10 more minutes and and coming up with a better script. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) All right. right. (laughs) Evan and I will be back later on this week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep subscribing. Tell your friends. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone.